Hey everybody, it's Ethan here, the host of OK Zoomer Podcast. In this episode, we had three phenomenal Zoomers, Michelle Friedman, Maya Allen, and Tasneem Hussein. They shared some great insight from the perspective of three intelligent young ladies. I hope you guys enjoyed as much as I did. Peace. You are now listening to the OK Zoomer Podcast by Ethan Castro. All right, everybody, it's Ethan here. And today we have these three young ladies. We have Tasneem, Maya, and Michelle. They're laughing right now at my cringy intro, but it's acceptable, I'm cringy as well. And so um, in an effort to tailor to Women's Month, I decided to have these three intelligent young ladies here. This is not for Women's Month. I'd like to do this either way. Uh, this is just a great excuse for me to get all these great minds together and come up with different ideas and get several perspectives from people I don't normally talk to because I'm a little bit in one way, I could say. And so I'll let everyone introduce themselves. Tasneem, if you want to start. Hi, I'm Tasneem. I'm a junior. All right, Michelle, if you want to speak a little more, you could say as much. <laughs> I'm Michelle. I'm also a junior. I'm 16. Um, All right, 16. Yeah. <laughs> Maya? Um, hi, I'm Maya. I'm also 16 and I'm a junior. All right, so all four of us go to Brooklyn Technical High School. It's a little bit overhyped, but it's a specialized high school in New York. It's like what rest of America would call a magnet school. And so in an effort to get this going smoothly, I'm going to start out with a few questions. And the first one's going to be, who is your female role model? If it's not specific, you could just say like someone you in the past or currently. So I know Tasneem could start because she proposed this great question. My female role model is mm -hmm. Taylor Swift. Why is that? Um, she's a, can I curse on here? I'm really sure. Afraid. She's a bad bitch, what I say? Okay. All right. How do you think you could be more like Taylor Swift? <laughs> oh, I can't. I just <laughs> Okay. Michelle, would you like to go next? Uh, sure. My answer is not as good as his names. It's like my mom. Okay. Why is that? Because she works really hard and she's dedicated at what she does. Okay. Okay. Maya? Um, mine would be Emma Watson. And fun fact, in my Beacon interview, um, they were like, who's your role model? And I was like, Emma Watson, and they gave me a look. <laughs> I was like, okay, never mind, Malala. But I got in. And my dad was like, I don't think you're going to get in because of that. But I got in. Oh, okay, you got a little lucky right there. I know Beacon yep. was very sought after. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm going to keep going until we get something rolling. So I know this is talked about a lot of different current issues, whether it's hate crimes, whether it's this thing happening on the other side of the world, or whether it's COVID. And so I'm going to ask a question. You don't have to answer specifically how I ask it. You could tailor it to however you want to answer or however you see best. So the first one is going to be name the top three current issues that you see nowadays, whether it's New York or around the world, or mentally or physically, external, internal. Anyone can start, if you, Tasneem, if we want to continue the sequence. Okay, number one, I think Biden's presidency not looking too great so far um mm -hmm. the vaccine issue the distribution of it and number three asian hate crime that have been happening michelle 
I also think that Asian hate crime. Um, number two, probably like COVID. It's increasing in some areas, so that's not too good. And number three, I guess politics, just as a general, are kind of like on a low. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Maya, do you have anything to add, or is it similar to theirs? Um. Okay. Homelessness is a big thing. Okay. Yeah, and the other ones. And like- All right, yeah. Okay, I agree 100%, and especially that's amplified because a lot of people are out of work or a lot of people, their benefits aren't coming in or what have you. And so that leads on to what Michelle said about politics. And I know Tasneem was speaking greatly on different issues that she sees and different presidential issues, which is very large scale when it comes to America and all over the world. And so I know you guys are smart, and so I'm sure you could come up with a solution. And what do you think the underlying issue is causing any of those issues? If you want to speak about all of them or one of them, Tasneem, if you want to start. Um, regarding Biden's presidency, I don't know if I can pinpoint it to like one issue, but I think dishonesty is a big part of it. Because, you know, during his campaign, he was like talking about how he wants to like rebuild an America that was like destroyed because of Trump's presidency. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about disunity. And then the first thing that he does is he goes and bombs Syria. So how really is that unifying? Um, regarding the COVID vaccine, you know, personally, like my mom has been trying to like get an appointment to get her first round. And mm-hmm. every time she tries to go on like a website to do it, it's just overbooked. And she got an appointment and then it got canceled. So I think it's just like disorganization on their part. Um, and I think regarding Asian hate crimes, I just think it's people that just need to stop looking at others and seeing race and just seeing human because you know yeah. it doesn't matter what your race is or what your religion is because at the end of the day you can really only judge someone based on their character and you'll never be able to get someone's character based on the first look so thank you for sharing and thank you for sharing a little bit more to help other people understand and michelle if you have a solution or what do you think the underlying issue is for different political controversial atmospheres or what have you, different issues as you stated. Um, I agree with Tisneem for like the political um, Biden presidency, honesty, definitely. And just being like transparent with everything that you're doing, which is really hard when you're in politics because like you have all this bias on the news or whatever. So um, with the anti-Asian American like racism, I don't know if there's so much a solution as like a, more of a prevention because the underlying issue of that is just racism and it's been embedded, you know, like in society forever, basically, like when colonists first came here. So like, there's not really an end to that, but like, you know, Gen Z and everything, when we grow up and become parents, it's important to like teach your kids the way that would benefit society when they grow up, like to teach them to not be racist and stuff like that, mm-hmm. prejudice. Maya, if you want to elaborate. Um, okay, for the vaccine thing, there's a thing on Twitter that, um, like, I don't know how it works, but it sends you a notification every time there are openings. I don't know if your mom's tried that, but she should look it up. I'll send you the link or something. I'll try and find um, My parents got vaccinated. And um, for, like, the hate crimes, I think they need to be acknowledged by everyone more. Like, it's not really being covered in the news, and 
like brands aren't spreading awareness and stuff and celebrities aren't doing anything either so there needs to be that all right uh and i just thought of a question so i know awareness is a big thing and i know you guys are doing great in that whether it's going on a walk whether it's using whether it's using your platform on instagram, on instagram. Uh, um wait let me see let me pause all right so i think i was going back on that so i know you guys are using your platform whether it's 100 followers a thousand followers on instagram to bring awareness to this issue or another uh, what do you think you would want to do in the future does any of it have to do with going into politics does any of it having to do with going into the medical field or anything relating to any of the issues or strategy uh, tra tragedies you see nowadays um personally i don't mm -hmm. think i ever want to go into the field of politics i think definitely like a couple months ago i would have wanted to but i think politics just fosters so much dishonesty and just characteristics that I wouldn't want to have. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be proud of myself if I was in politics because you really do have to play the game dirty in order to get ahead. So I think I'd be better off in like a medical career definitely regarding like the vaccine. Like I think that's a more positive place for me to like work in, so. Michelle, is there a field that you want to go in now or you've wanted to in the past and it's very relevant to this time? Yeah, like I've always wanted to go into the medical field. Um, and now with COVID, you know, I'm looking at it and I'm like, I wish there was something I could do. And I bet everyone else does that too. And I agree with Tisneem, like politics, like, I just I just hate them because they've gotten so nasty. Like people are just nasty at this point. Mm -hmm. And uh, to speak on that, what do you think, I guess city organization or what have you can do to utilize kids your age that want to go into that in the future or have spare time and energy, how can they help with this situation, you think? With COVID? Yeah, or with another issue you find to be prevalent. Um, well, like with COVID, because there's a lot of kids also um, who aren't experiencing like a normal childhood now. They're at mm -hmm. home. So I don't know if this like necessarily relates to medical stuff, but just like trying to be with kids and like get people like to engage in some social things, even if it's on Zoom like we're doing right now. It's, yeah, it's depressing, honestly. Maya, do you see anything that maybe you could do now or you could get your friends to do or an overarching authority could utilize teenagers to help with now? Uh, I think spreading awareness is one way to start. Because mm -hmm. um, everyone has like, a platform and people see your story and stuff no matter how many followers you have um and then you can like reach out to brands or i mean not brands like companies if you want an internship for them um sometimes they'll accept you you never know it all doesn't hurt to reach out never does uh rejection is overrated um so what do you guys plan on doing in the future? I know you said going into the medical field, but where do you see yourself in the medical field per se? Do you see yourself as a surgeon, as a doctor, as I don't know what else, a researcher? If Tasneem, if you want to start, maybe Michelle wants to start since she's already thought about this probably thoroughly. You want to go? Okay, I'll go. <laughs> so I want to be like either a neurosurgeon or a cardiovascular surgeon. because I've always wanted to do surgery like Ever since I cut open like a frog, 
in um, what was it, seventh grade, and I saw this dust. I was like, this is this is what I want to do, even though it's really nasty. Okay, okay, we need that. Without that, it'll be uh, a little bit worse. <laughs> um, that's not for me at all. That's gross. Um, I don't know if you guys see this, but on TikTok, there's like this one plastic surgeon doctor that's always on my feed. Nasty. The Asian guy? Always. No, it's this, I don't know. He just shows like videos of him doing the plastic. <laughs> there's no warning and it shows up and it scares me oh, so Oh, that's bad. violating the other person. Is it's it like when he the needle in the guy? And, like, oh. No, he's like cutting skin. Um, I'm not going to talk about it. In one time, it oh, okay. <laughs> no, Maya, you can speak. There's no filtering on here. <laughs> one time there was that, um, he was doing like, uh, what do you call it? The fat transplant. And then he was showing him like pouring out the fat. He held it up in a bag, and everyone was like, "That's what skin. That's what like fat looks like." It was insane. It was just like skin isn't like I always thought it was just a little like layer, but layer. no, like it's thick. It was jiggly. <laughs> <laughs> it <was> so bad. <laughs> All right, Tess, Nib, you, you were going on a little thing about what you wanted, where you see yourself in the future, whether it be 10 years or whatever field you're in. Definitely not a surgeon, but I'm very into like dermatology. I definitely see okay. that in the future. Interesting. Why do you think that is? You just fascinated with skin or whatever else is in that umbrella? I think part of it is because I have eczema. And so like my dermatologist really does help me with that. And I think skin mm -hmm. is really just connected with self-confidence. And I think being a dermatologist, you kind of help a lot of people with that. So definitely that's uh, it's not tangible. So it's not seen as, as important right now, but in the future it will. Maya, where do you see yourself in your career? Or if you're not so sure yet, if you want to brainstorm. Okay. Well, I'm not good at math, so nothing there. And I hate it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stop laughing at me. And then science, I'm not good at either. And I hate blood, so I'm not going to be a doctor. Like, I can't, like, if I get a paper cut, I freak out. Not even because of like, the blood, just like the idea of, okay, never mind. Um, and then I don't like writing that much. Like, I'll tolerate it. So, mm -hmm. eh. And then I hate history. So, <laughs> I don't know what I'm left with. <laughs> subject you like <laughs> i like i mean i'm in ssr so i might do something related to that like okay that uh that's getting more popular more and more popular and i'm sure there's going to be a ton of grants and stuff in the future and so that's like how everyone told everyone to get into engineering for the job i'm sure that's going to be for a little no i'm just saying like for the job um career readiness or probability i'm sure in the future that's going to be more popular and so that'll be more feasible and I know there's a lot of people that don't know what they want to do because they're not good at school or they're not good at history, social studies, or whatever, math. And there's like hundreds of thousands of jobs and you don't realize that until you're actually looking for a job after you graduate college. And you're like, oh, if I would have known this was an option, I would have done this in the future. And so I'm glad, uh, hopefully this is a wake up call to somebody online so they don't go into the wrong major or, I know there's, I was thinking, this is one of my questions. So how do you feel about people that tell young people don't get too indulged in one field or another field, and then they grow up and then they don't know what they want to do and they have no career afterwards versus telling one kid, like if I told, if someone told Michelle, just be a doctor, be a doctor, be a doctor. What do you think both 
lie on the end of the spectrum between good and bad. I can rephrase it if you want. No, I think I get it. I personally think that it's BS because I think everyone's different really. You know, someone might really be passionate about being a doctor. And so they might like accept the advice willingly, but then if you're just shoving it down another person's throat, like maybe they don't see themselves liking it or they're not into like the studying that goes with it. So I think it's like mm -hmm. every person is different and allow them to be different. And part of that is like the major that they choose. I think the major that you choose says a lot about the person that you are and it should reflect your personal like preferences as opposed mm -hmm. to something if that makes sense so michelle how do you feel um do you think your parents did a good job whether it is forcing you to go into one or letting you choose whichever one which one do you think is more ideal for you and which one is more ideal for the masses well for me i definitely had a balance like my mom's always like if you don't want to be a doctor that's okay you can do whatever you want really you don't have to just do one thing but like then again they don't discourage me you know uh, and i think for mm -hmm. everyone there has to be a balance like like Tazneem said, you can't force something on somebody and then expect them to want to do it. It has to be like what they actually want. Yeah, and Maya? I think like, I don't think the school system does a very good job of teaching us that stuff. I think that needs to be worked into the curriculum. I don't know how, but it should be. Um, and I mean, my parents have been good about like, oh, do whatever you want, but they want me to go into technology and like, coding and all that but I'm so bad at it and I hate it because it frustrates me so much so I cannot so there's that but they're like oh the future is all technology like you have to be the one coding otherwise like there's nothing left for you so. I mean I agree I'm in this coding program and I very much dislike it I managed to weasel my way out of it becoming the leader of the group and assigning projects to people and not doing anything myself and I mean, in that sense, you said your school doesn't do a good job and you've recognized that now before you're 25 and instead shaking your fist like, oh, why didn't school teach me taxes or mental health or whatever it is? And you being the social science researcher you want to be or whatever it may be, do you think that's something you would want to go into later on, uh, consulting for school systems or what have you? Like a school worker? Uh, no, more of like a consultant for like how they should structure their day or structure their programs or courses. Do you think you would want to add something, take away something, manipulate something? That sounds boring. Sounds boring. <laughs> that uh, exhilarating career. <laughs> like there are things that are that need to be addressed. I just mm -hmm. wouldn't go into them because like when you think about it, you're going to have that job for God knows how many years. And like there's only, only so much you can do. <laughs> I mean, that's true. I mean, you can always bounce from place to place. I know a lot of consultants tend to like go into this field to help with them go into this field. They don't all have to be like niche, like, oh, I'm a financial coaching consultant. I'm this consultant. You can always be like, I'm a great brainstormer and I can help you come up with different ideas for different things. And but I'm not, so. You're not? All right. Well, you'll find out what you want to do sooner or later. Hopefully not too much later. Okay. And... Um, so what, Tasneem, what do you think you can do now to get you started going wherever you want to go? Because I know a lot of kids, when they get to college, they wish they would have started earlier or they thought it was too hard or maybe they thought, oh, I'm where I need to be. I don't need to be ahead. So what do you think you could do now to start becoming 
go on your way to becoming a dermatologist or something similar to that? Um, I don't know, like have a skincare routine? I'm kidding. Um, I don't know. My, my dream college, personally, you don't declare a major until the second year. So I think that that's good, that I have like a year to kind of like see what they offer and then maybe I'll end up not doing dermatology. But yeah, I'm not sure really. Oh yeah, I was just mainly saying like, <laughs> theoretically, if you wanted to start shadowing someone now or look at blogs now, but if that's your answer still, that's perfectly fine. Michelle, I'll repeat the question because you just came back. What do you think you can do now to start going on your way to becoming a neurosurgeon or a cardiovascular surgeon? A lot more than I'm doing, like probably studying for once, not thinking. <laughs> through my chemistry class, which is like the most important class, I guess, for me now. Yeah, internships, reading books. Yeah, that's good. I mean, the, the, to go on a little tangent, this is also the thing I feel like some people, they feel like either I go all in or I don't go in at all. The same happened for me. I was either I go all into business or I just wait later on. And so I see what you mean, but I mean, all the kids, other kids in Michelle's scenario, a little more severe, I would say there's many ways to start small and maybe her chemistry teacher is just bad. And instead of letting that one teacher ruin her, uh, I guess, favor for chemistry, she should just do something on her own time. Because in my experience, I know I did a few things in which I like to do. And because of a teacher, because of a coach, I lost my love for it. And of course I could gain it back, even though it takes effort, I don't really want to spend that effort doing it. I am already in the mindset that I'm already done with it. And of course I shouldn't be doing that, but I'll work on it in the future. I just want to show you guys. I also have the same exact issues, if not much, much worse. And so Maya's not back. So I'll go on to the next one. This is cliche, but if you want to manipulate it because you don't have to filter out because your teacher's listening, what is your online experience been so far? I'll start to make it more comfortable. It's been really whack. Uh, online outside of school is perfectly fine. Online school, I really haven't been learning anything particularly in school. Most of it's probably of my fault because I'm not paying 100% attention. A lot of that is uh, because I find it very boring. And I don't want to say it's not my fault because then I go to rationale like, oh, it's okay for me to slack off. But I cut myself out, Tasneem, if you have any opinions. Um, I personally don't like it at all. I think it just makes me appreciate normal school so much more. Because back to your point, it's definitely my fault that I haven't learned this year. But I think it's also some of my teachers' fault. But we're not going to talk smack about teachers yet. Um, I just think that it's hard to stay focused because you're just in front of a screen for like hours out of day. You zone out. I personally just can't focus when I'm on a screen. I've noticed that when I was like doing like homework or whatever. Um, and I just think like some teachers have started to give up on like making yeah. it more interesting. And I just see like no one's turning their cameras off, no one's really engaging. So like why should I? And so it just doesn't feel like a normal classroom anymore. It's kind of sucky. Michelle? Yeah. Like I've just lost all motivation to do my work. Like I'll just, you know, turn it on and it's like like this, like a podcast in the background for me. And this morning I like baked. Yeah. While I'm in math class, 
Like, I just didn't pay attention for anything. And also, like, the kids in the classes, it just depresses me so much. Because you'll, you'll go into the breakout room and then say, like, hello. And then it's so awkward and nobody talks. So, the oatmeal was really good for me. And Maya, I'll repeat the question. Um, without filtering, because this is a cliche question, how do you feel that online school has been for you? A lot of us said we've lacked motivation and it's very boring and tedious. Um, yeah, I don't pay attention, which is sad, but my grades have been better than ever. Mm -hmm. So there's that. <laughs> I just don't know what I'm going to do for the APs. Oh, yeah, the AP is a little bit of a question because a lot of my teachers as well, they really don't care at all because they feel like they thought it wasn't going to happen. And then now it's going to happen. And they're a little like, oh, man, I don't want to cram stuff in. So do it yourself. And I'm sure you guys have that a lot, too, with your regents teachers. Like if the regents get called on and then your teachers are going to be like, oh, man, we were slacking off. Well, my right. teacher, it's just been open notes for everything. Really? For your tests? Yours aren't? No. Well, for my for my uh, pre-calc and physics. I mean, they can't stop you. From <laughs> my pre-calc, I have to take like 18 questions in 30 minutes, and none of them are multiple choice, and so it's a little bit. Who is this teacher? No. Uh, I, I wouldn't want to call him out just in case he listens to this, but yeah. I have nothing against him. I would just, I don't think it's a, it should be a gamble that whichever teacher I get means I get a 99 or a 79. That's so true. I think especially at Tech, you see that a lot. In the math teachers. Oh, yeah. And all right. So in order to make it a better experience for everyone, what do you think you can do? I know it sounds like you can't do anything because you're not the teacher. But for me, it was just a matter of me turning on my camera and I guess heckling every now and then, appropriate heckling, and I guess making a joke because that's what I like to do. And it gets... <laughs> It gets the crowd loose, but for lack of a better term. But if Tesni would like to start, what do you think is something you can do? Because if we can't tell the teachers what to do, how are we going to help? Um, I agree. I also started turning on my camera. I think Maya would relate to this. Um, we both have English together, and we both have to turn our cameras on, like since the beginning of the year. So it kind of motivated me to turn on my camera on the classes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, but it's bad because I just. I take my phone and put it against the screen. <laughs> she hasn't oh. noticed. In my other classes, I don't turn it on. So. Why do I you mean, think that is? What? Why do you think you don't turn it on? Because no one else in my classes. Like, I don't want to be the only one because then everyone's looking at me. That's weird. You could be the initiator. You could be the pioneer. And then everyone else turns on their camera. I mean, you may not be that person, but... Maybe whoever listens to this podcast can be that person. Okay. Michelle, what do you think you can do, whether it be answering all the questions? Well, like, or... I feel bad because my math teacher asks a lot of questions and then no one answers them, but I don't know how to answer them either. So then when she just asks me questions, then I'll turn my camera on and pretend like I'm engaged. But, yeah. And sometimes when I wake up for chemistry, like, then I'll turn my camera on too. Yeah, but it's awkward. So. I can't hear you. All right, so yeah, I have some, uh, I would say for lack of a better term, very boring classes. And sometimes I just feel bad for the teacher, bad for the teacher. <laughs> because she'll ask a question and then 
nobody will answer and so i'll just say something some bs because i didn't read the book or what have you and then hopefully it just makes your class a little smoother i know my english class i started like turning on my camera or whatever and the issue is like you get your target for criticism and so like the teacher will criticize you more than the other kids because you're stepping out and so the more things you do the more things you're going to mess up and so that was just a little tangent and let me go on to another question i see what name one issue you foresee stemming from online learning whether it's kids are a little antisocial or acting a little weird per se or maybe kids mental health is decaying or what have you um personally i will take the mental health route because i think like you don't really like, school is kind of harder to kind of hide the fact like, that you're dealing with something. All right, that's it? You think that's it? Okay, yeah, yeah, we're good, we're good. Okay, I think school's kind of harder to hide the fact that you're going through something, but I think when you're, it's like online school and you don't really have your camera on, no one's really gonna question it. They're just gonna be like, oh, they're, they're like shy or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think people's mental health could be deteriorating and they don't feel comfortable enough to talk to any of their teachers because they haven't made connections with any of their teachers. Yeah, I 100% feel you. And I feel like that's also a downside to being allowed to be anonymous. Like after a while, you feel like nothing really matters and you can say whatever you want or what have you. And I'll go on to Maya because she heard the question, what's a issue you foresee stemming from online learning? Um, I think grades will be at an all time low. Because, I don't know, for our school, like, we don't really have to, like, I know some teachers, like, from other schools, I've seen it on TikTok, like, they make their students turn their cameras on and, like, yes. show their surroundings to make sure that they're not cheating or whatever. And I think, like, especially since kids can't focus at home, that's going to be really bad. And I've heard that, like, it is a known statistic that kids are doing worse this year. I think that's gonna show in the APs, like a lot. Sadly. Michelle, what's uh, what happened? Sorry. It'll affect colleges too. Oh, definitely. Hopefully it's a matter of colleges will look at grades as less than, which is what everyone wanted to in the beginning because they feel like grades is not a great depiction of your learning or intelligence rather than obedience. Uh, Michelle, what do you, what's an issue you foresee in the future stemming from everyone online learning? Um, I feel like everyone just isn't going to be prepared for the future because, at least for me, I'm not really learning. And from what I've heard from other people, they're not learning anything either. And with the colleges, like not looking at grades, um, I'm kind of like worried that they are because some colleges aren't requiring SATs now. So like, what else are they going to look at? You know, so it's just scary a little bit. I would say I don't know anything, but what I've read is that passion projects help. And so I know Tasneem is doing things outside. I'm sure Michelle's uh, looking at internships or wanting to look at internships. And I'm sure Maya is contemplating something along those lines at this very moment. And so I'll go on to the next question then. Well, I'll answer it myself. I feel like a lot of little kids, uh, since they're not going in, I know a couple, uh, I'm sure their social prowess and their social muscles are atrophying or getting less than because they're not talking to other kids they're not playing and problem solving and i know when you're at home i mean 
theoretically the parent could like talk to them all day and parent them all day and be almost a stay at home mom or dad. But it's not the reality because you're in your meeting and then they're off their meeting playing around and bothering you. And then when you have free time, they have to do their online class and they're not focused. And so it's just a whole dilemma and a whole cycle that I don't have the answer to right now. So I'm not going to dwell on it too much. And okay, let me ask Maya first, switch it up real quick. What do you think Maya Allen, I'm sure I've asked you this before, so you have more practice in this. What do you think Maya Allen, freshman year college, let me see, 19 years old, would say to you right now? I'd hope like that I would be like happier. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, and like more figured out, I guess. Not as, I mean, not procrastinate as much. And I think like make better decisions. Okay. Michelle, what do you think a uh, 19 year old Michelle would tell you to change right now, improve right now, keep doing right now, start right now? I think it'd be more like less of an academic thing and more of just a personal emotional thing. Like it's gonna be okay. Like no matter what happens in the future with like your family and uh, other people and stuff, you know, just right. to stop stressing about stuff you can't control. Okay, yeah, uh, that's something I really indulged in over the course of quarantine. There's a few books I read that helped me a lot. Tasneem, um, what would 19-year-old Tasneem tell you right now? Hopefully to get off my phone and go experience like the real world. I think I think that's what I'm looking most forward to, like college, is to kind of meet new people mm -hmm. and just create memories that's that are like bigger than like a TikTok that I saw you know yeah I feel you and it's hard right now because you go outside and do what watch the empty street look for the internship that's digital that's only two hours a day nobody's paying attention and it's not encouraging you to pay attention not that like we all need to be encouraged but a part of us do and we're not 100% control of everything how we feel how we act and as much as we think we can detach from our emotions, it's not always entirely possible. If I say I'm going to be disciplined 24-7, it's going to be like when you're fasting and then you go into a large meal. The second I break is I'm going to procrastinate all the time. I'm going to be super lazy. And so we have to be balanced in that sense and take everything incrementally and gradually. Da -da -da, let me see something. All right. What do you think graduating college, Tasneem, would say? And if you would rather say this, what do you think Tasneem in her career would tell you to do right now? And same for everyone else. So 26 year old, 30 year old. I think adding on to Michelle's point to stop stressing because I'm already just worried about like college and like rejections and acceptances and like SATs and grades and resumes and all of that. So I think 30 year old me would probably tell me now that everything is going to happen and it's going to happen for a reason and that you'll be happy eventually. So not that mm -hmm. I'm not happy now. I'm chilling now. Yeah, I know what you mean. Maya? I've thought about this. Okay. So right now we have like stress of school and colleges and all that and like other things. So we get to college and it's kind of like you know, the stress of college because everyone makes it out to be so much fun but there is a lot of work and and then you have to like figure out your jobs and stuff and then you have to graduate you might want to go to grad school um you have to get a job like pretty much right out of college so the stress just doesn't end and then once you get out of college 
and you have a job, then you might want to go to a different one. And it just, it's just a never ending cycle. And then you have to deal with like, oh, do I want to get married? Do I want to have kids soon? And then some of your friends might be having kids and you might not be having kids, which might stress you out because then your kids are going to be younger. And then when you get to after you have kids, then you're going to have your midlife crisis. Because I mean, what if I didn't get what I wanted to have done? What if I want to change my job? Then your kids are going to get older. They're going to go to college. And then, yeah, it's never ending. My two cents would be uh, you don't have to subscribe to everything you see because you're not a better person or worse person. You're just a different person from everyone else. And there's some people that have this opportunity. And you have to take into account that although you don't have to be completely different from everybody in the past. We have different circumstances. We can look up anything we want from almost all of history to, by just pressing a few buttons. We can contact almost anyone we want potentially through social media. And so you don't always have to subscribe to the narrative like you go here, 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 here. It doesn't always have to be a linear process. It could be ups and downs, which you know is going to be the reality in the moment. But looking ahead of it, it looks linear. Michelle, uh, what was the question again? I forgot. Oh, what would 26-year-old Michelle say? And then after this, we'll go right before you die. What would you say to yourself now? Wow, that's morbid. 26-year-old um, me, I have honestly no idea. Like, hopefully I'd have a job. But I can't really picture it. Because, like, what if I'm not with the person that I want to be with? They're, like, doing what I want to do. So, I mean, they'd probably just say, like, stop being so cringy. Stop trying to be quirky. Well, just shut up, what, honestly. <laughs> what did you think they I would say? I mean, everyone else claims that they would have told themselves to be less shameful and less cringy. So, I mean, I think that would be it's a positive aspect of yourself, knowing you as a person. It's much more ideal to be outgoing. And of course, you're going to be more cringy because the more shots you take, the more you're going to miss versus being all conservative as a personality emotionally not politically so i just say that much um and tasneem right before you die what do you think let's just say 91 year old tasneem would tell you right now this tasneem right now um you're gonna die when you're 91 i don't know um kind of sad i don't know if i want to think about that okay you don't have to I'll start so you can just copy my answer or build off of it. I think I would tell myself, uh, don't waste time being too serious. Don't waste time being too shameful. Don't waste time procrastinating too much. And I guess um, relational wealth is greater than monetary wealth because they're connected and I mean, I really don't know what I would tell myself. I would tell myself, you're going to die. Stop acting. Stop watching stuff like you're not going to die. Well, no, stop Stop doing things like your life is endless. I'm not trying to get too philosophical here and remind you of your death. But sometimes I'll be wasting time as if I have 100 years left. And I know my dad, and I'm sure you've seen it, whether you reposted a stoic reflections post or a quote from there. Uh, you've seen they have like a little, I don't know how to, like a little graph in which it has like a lot of squares and you fill it in for each week uh you live and then you start to see it going down and down and down and 
it's not i know some people can't contextualize it in the sense like it's supposed to remind you that do what you have to do and also do what you want to do because you don't want to regret being too disciplined or regret being too lackadaisical or whatever it is and so if no one wants to speak on it because it's a little too emotional that's 100 fine it was a little bit of a stretch if anyone wants to respond you can respond now um, I want to like be able to look back. Okay, if I was thinking to myself upon my deathbed, I would want to be able to say like I lived life to like the fullest, and I don't want to have any regrets. Um, and I want to like be able to make a difference, and I know that's hard because like there are so many people in this world that I want to be able to say I did that. So I'd want to tell myself like to make sure to do that. Okay, that's that's a good answer. And Tasneem, what do you think? Uh, what do you think you would want to say about yourself? Do you think you'd want to say, "I fulfilled my potential. I've helped X amount of people." And how do you think you can go about doing that in the next ten years to get that kick started? Because I'm not saying doing it like finishing it, but starting it. Whether it be reaching out to more people, saying good morning to everyone on the street, asking if they need help, whatever it may be, it can be small scale, large scale. Um, I think I agree with Maya. I definitely want to look back and be like, I did everything I could. And I definitely mm -hmm. did, like live my life to its fullest potential, which doesn't just mean like, oh, I went to college and got a degree and like have a job and got married. Was, like, I would just want to look back and be like, yeah, I had a happy life. That makes sense. And I think I could go about that by just taking it one day at a time more than anything and not worrying too much about tomorrow, but doing everything that I could do now. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. I agree. If I, I always mess myself up by living in the future or looking into the future, I'll be like, I'm gonna have a 95 average in June. And then today I forget to turn in this assignment or what have you. And so it's always better to take it day by day. And then I'll be like, Oh, I'll post this many videos by June. And then I'm like, Oh, I can do it tomorrow. I'm pushing it back. All right, Michelle, how do you think, what do you think you would think, want to think or look back and see about yourself? I fulfilled my potential. And how do you think you could go about starting it? Um, I'd probably just hope that like I did what made me happy. Just stop caring about what other people think. Because mm -hmm. like the good people that you meet in life, they're going to appreciate you for who you are and not for who they want you to be. So... I just wish that I, like, did that and was just me. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. If anyone <laughs> heard that great answer or wants to agree with it or what have you. All right, so, yeah, I feel the same way. And sometimes I'll look at things like, oh, I'm the first in my family to be able to do this. And so I'm going to do it in order to do it for them. And of course, doing things for other people, I've been able to, I use this word too much, but contextualize it in which it is benefits me because the theory that giving is better than getting was embedded into me young and it's stuck. And so it's now the reality. And so hopefully I'm able to use my gifts and hopefully you guys are able to use your gifts to help other people. And hopefully it, it uh, brings happiness to yourself in turn. All right, let me see what other questions I got. If you guys want to ask something or speak about something or just conversate now, feel free to. This is just a lunchroom conversation that's a little more serious. Uh, is this person more serious or less serious? 
uh, this is this isn't more serious, and it's like, I mean, I would say this is more serious. Okay. Not in the sense like you have to worry about oh, this is a podcast, but in the sense like this isn't like uh, TMZ talk or politics. I, I don't know how to phrase it, but you guys hopefully get it. All right. So, what are you doing now outside of school? Whether it be you've been thinking about doing something, applying for something, you don't have to be doing it right now. But I am doing this podcast and I'm grateful that I'm able to do it, that you guys are willing to come on and laugh at me only a little bit. And <laughs> hopefully not. <laughs> we'll see afterwards. I'll send you guys a picture of me crying. Um, but yeah, what do you think is something you wanted to start your or okay, so here something you want to start and why you aren't starting it or when you plan on starting it. Tasneem, did you want to start reading a book, a certain book, or did you want to start a certain channel or did you want to start messaging a certain person or whatever it may be? Ooh. I don't know if I'm like, I'm going to start it. I'm going to start it up again. Like I did mm -hmm. it, I stopped doing it. And then I'm, um, I worked on this campaign over summer for, um, Yulene, who's like this, 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 this family member. Um, I stopped because of like SAT work. I wanted to like focus on that. Yeah. Um, hopefully after tomorrow, I should be getting back to it. So, which is yeah. very exciting. I love the work that we do. It's something I'm very passionate about. Um, I also want to expand my music taste because I just listened to the same two albums and it's getting kind of sad. <laughs> Does it rhyme with uh, Barry Biles? <laughs> what? Does it rhyme with Barry Biles? Harry Styles. No, no, not Harry. No. Traitor. All right, Michelle. <laughs> what's something that you've wanted to start, thought about starting, or about to start, uh, whatever it may be? It could be something that you're not even doing yet, something that you've been thinking about and you're just looking for approval or what have you. Um, writing music. Uh, well, I already write music actually. Oh. I'd like like to publish it though, if okay. I stop being so insecure and stuff. But okay. I don't know how long it's gonna take for that to happen. Maybe like make an album because I have like this mini recording studio. So yeah. All right, all right. I uh, like that you said uh, why you haven't started it yet, rather than leaving it as an air of mystery. Because saying it helps you understand it more. Maya, Maya, what's something you've wanted to start? You don't even have to have started it yet. It's just something that you've been thinking about, maybe even procrastinating it. You don't have to share why you haven't started it, but if you want, you can. Well, when you said book, I realized that I was supposed to go pick up a book from the library in the past like week, and I forgot about it. So now I think it's too late because my tutor said I have to read more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Cause I haven't read a book in God knows how long, but so I have to do that. And then I've been procrastinating on like studying for AP because I haven't really done anything. Then SATs, like I've done stuff, but like not not enough at all. And then I want to do like raise awareness about homeless stuff. Um, and I like over two summers ago into sophomore year. I went to a coding camp, um, my parents forced me to go. And it was like a whole thing, like you had to code something about social injustices or whatever. So I did this whole story about like homelessness. Um, 
basically I went to Cooney camp to write a paper. Kind of ironic. But so yeah, there's that. And then I kind of want to like do something with it or like expand on it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, part of this was also to like help not you guys because uh, it makes me sound like a jerk because I'm doing this to help you guys. This is not the case. I really wanted to do this either way. This is just a great excuse to meet up with all you guys. Um, I know a lot of kids, like, they need to think about several issues and speak about it because I know adding a sense to my thoughts, whether it's writing it down or speaking about it, helps me think about it more than just leaving it all in my head and contemplating it over and over. And so if Maya maybe wanted to start something about homelessness, I know in California, they have a ton of different projects and they're building like little houses or what have you. And I'm sure that's going to come to New York soon. It's just going to be in a different form because we don't have all the space. And it doesn't have to be to that severity. It could just be a small scale thing. But Tasneem, um, let me see. Do you have an opinion on the homelessness? Because I know it's grown a lot and I'm sure you've been outside and maybe you've seen an increase in it or maybe you've seen an increase in people, whatever it may be. What's an issue you think has been drastically increased other than hate crime, other than politics, something like you see every day, no matter who it is, uh, stemming from the pandemic. We spoke about this, but I recontextualized it or re rephrased it. I think homelessness, like you said, going back to like the work that I used to do for Haiti, it was like mostly like in Chinatown, because that's where like the 60th district is or whatever. Um, yeah. And our job was like, we would deliver like masks and hand sanitizers and stuff and so like as we were walking like you would see like people like on the block like on the mm -hmm. same block and it's just it's so sad i think the biggest issue with it is that there's always this stigma around them that they're just these people who don't work hard or don't want to work and just like want to live off of others but in reality you don't really know everyone's story and there could be something that like they obviously like no one wants to be homeless. No one wants to have to rely on other people, and I feel like people don't really think of that. So I think that going back to like politics, I think that's something the president should really solve. You know, with like stimulus checks and like just giving people like better financial. Stuff. Yeah, I agree. And sometimes it's just like they just got unlucky for a few years, and it just wound up in that spot. And as much as everyone likes to think, I know there's a phrase: "You're a doorstep." Uh, I don't know, you step outside or you step away from homelessness. There's a weird phrase that I can't really think of right now, but there's we're not exempt from these issues that we see other people facing. We're not exempt from hate crimes because whatever it may be, maybe you've experienced it yourself. We're not exempt from any of the issues we see. And so if you want to look at it as from a self-interest point of view, in order to prevent you from suffering it, maybe you want to help solve it now while other people are unfortunately suffering from it. And that's just a terrible point of view. But Michelle, what do you think is an issue you see nowadays, whether it's homelessness you've seen increase, whether it's people not doing this or doing this too much or not going outside and playing? I don't really know. Yeah, like I agree with what Zanim said about homelessness, but she already talked about that, so I'm not going to like talk Speak too much. You have a different perspective. Um, well, I like definitely the city and government they just don't take into account like they're not really doing anything uh, or maybe they're trying but it's just not working and I think people just need to be open to new things that's like the major thing but also a lot of the stuff that I see because of COVID people are just getting 
like not everybody but a lot of people are just getting meaner like you know on tiktok people leave such like rude comments and stuff under people's posts that they don't even know or on instagram or any social media or anything because of like they're just sitting behind the computer screen all day mm. they haven't actually had social interaction like no one would ever say that to someone in person you know yeah. i think they're starting to embody like the whole like it was a joke before how you don't want to be like an anonymous Reddit guy just making complaints over online. And unfortunately, people, they they almost live online. And so they've almost become that person. And it's hard to translate how you act online to real life when you haven't been really exposed to different social situations in real life. And this is a question for everybody. If you are given a chance to sign one executive order to sign the fixed homelessness in New York State, what would it be? I mean, I would say personally... Um, this is a bit of a difficult question that I can barely answer. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe you guys can answer and help me out. How to fix homelessness? Well, yeah, what's one solution, like, if they could start it immediately that you think would help? Okay, um, there's, like, this thing in Finland. Finland um, is the one country that's, like, decreased their amount of homeless people by forgot how much but it's a lot they have like the least amount of homeless people anyway they have this thing called like housing first and they give homeless people homes um and then they like get because one of the parts of being homeless is like everyone's just saying oh go get a job but it's hard because they might not have a credit card because no one pays in cash anymore they might not have an address to send bills to and there's also like the stigma around homelessness so homeless, I mean, job people don't want their workers to be homeless. And then- Okay, yeah, continue, sorry. Okay, <laughs> so New York tried something similar to Finland because it worked for them, but um, they made it so like homeless people had to have a certain amount of money to qualify. And they also just completely didn't have enough houses for everyone and it just didn't work. Yeah, um, to add on to that, I came up with an idea. I know I haven't gone through the homeless system myself. Uh, I've been blessed to not have been able to go through that. Uh, privileged, if you may. Um, but I know a few people who have, and I understand that they all are so connected to other people who are in the system. And a big thing I saw was they do have a lot of programs in order to help them get on their feet or what have you. But maybe they're not so well run. Maybe they're not so enticing. Maybe they don't have a great incentive. And so if that's a, if there's a solution you think could be a great proposition based off of that, if you want to share it, or if you have something completely different, I just wanted to get it started. Michelle, would you like to answer? Yeah, I mean, like, not really immediate, but a more, a sooner solution would just be stop wasting money like for the government to stop wasting money. Because with all the taxes that we pay, like, there could be like so many homeless people in houses or there could be new like housing arrangements or whatever because we pay so much money or our parents or whoever pays taxes and like it just gets wasted or we don't even know where yeah. it goes so. i agree and i know in paris france same thing um they have high taxes but you see it the place is beautiful they have a beautiful park and so i also wish, I know a lot of people wish that they saw where their taxes were going 
or they could vote. I know Amazon has this weird thing where you could, whatever the rounding up to the nearest dollars or what have you, you could donate it to whatever charity you want. And it's only a list of four charities and it's a pretty negligent amount. But the fact that you're still taking part in the fact that you see they're putting any sort of effort in is helping. So maybe the government could be like, this last hundred dollars of your theoretical thousand dollars in taxes is up to you where to go. And so maybe that's also a solution. Tasneem, if you want to build on one or propose your own. Um, I think building on Maya's point, the, what she said about like the housing thing in New York, I just think it's stupid to kind of say like you have to have a certain amount of money to be eligible for it because the whole reason they're homeless is because they don't have that money. So it's kind of like you're making it impossible for them really. You're not really solving the problem. You're just offering a solution that you know will never work just for the sake of saying that you offered a solution. So, and I think well, Michelle's point, taxes, we have no idea where our taxes go and everyone is required by the law to pay taxes. So just seeing these taxes be implemented in something that is actually beneficial, like the homeless issue, that would be nice. Yeah, and it's also like, they're not too high maintenance in the sense, like they're not disrupting the community too much. I know there was a big issue with that in New York at one point, but it's died down since then, whether it's that they put them in hotels or what have you. But I also think like, you don't need to wait till something becomes a protest or a riot Wait, can you guys hear me? Yeah. In order to, I guess, fix it, which is why like a lot of people think protesting works because that's the only thing that seems to work. And so I have no solution. I don't know what the best strategy or method is of uh, attacking that issue is, but that was just my last two cents. So we're going to wrap this up soon. So what are some advances you would like to see regarding feminism or any discrepancy between genders or sexes, whether it's in career whether it's in different benefits, whether it's in maternal leave, I'm just gonna state a few examples, or schooling or higher education. What do you think? Start with Tesney. Um, Personally, my biggest thing is like taxes on like feminine products. Like, you know, like periods are a very natural thing. Stop mm -hmm. making the taboo thing. Um, tampons and pads all of that needs to stop having taxes if anything like they should be free when you think of it they really should be free because it's something women can't control they go through this every single month there's some people who simply can't afford to go out and buy this product and have these like hygiene products on them it should be available to the public and i think just stop with this idea that men that women need men men are great for society they definitely do a lot but we can function without them. Like we, we're not entirely dependent on them. So I think if we stop that like inherent superiority complex that we've created, that would be a nice step. Yeah, I completely agree. And I feel like that also stems to the opposite side saying they need them completely. And so if people stopped reaching all the way to one end of the spectrum, they wouldn't have the other person reaching to the other end. Maya? Going back to the original question, what do you think is uh, some advances you would like to see or you think should uh, take place between feminism or the discrepancy between genders? Well, the sanitary stuff, that's one. And then I saw, see, going back to Emma Watson, I saw a video of her today and she was talking about how there is a stigma around being a feminist. Like, uh, yeah. like especially for women, because if, if someone's like, oh, I'm a femi feminist, 
some people are like, oh, women already have all the rights you need to stop complaining. But mm -hmm. the reality is not that at all. And also, like, they're the pick me girls who are like, oh, like, we already have feminism. It's not they annoy me. Sorry. And um, yeah, we just need to change things. Mm -hmm. And I always think it's it's the it's the person all the way on the side of the spectrum that ruins it for everyone. There are some kids in school that are really bad, and it makes all the kids seem bad. And there are some kids in the STEM community that are really nerdy, and it makes everyone seem nerdy. And those are some bad uh, analogies. But Michelle, what are some advances you would like to see in the realm of feminism or discrepancy between genders? Um, I totally agree with like what my auntie's name said. And also a lot of stuff about like, I feel like body positivity because there's like a certain standard for women and for men too, of course. Like there's a standard for everybody, but just like accepting women for like their natural, um, like everything. And for men to not sexual, like I know women, some women sexualize men too, but for men to not sexualize women, like based on how they look or what they want to do like it's it's their lives and they can live it yeah. however they want to i mean i agree uh Tessie, would you like to say something i just want to add something back to my point because i didn't think of this but back to taylor swift she said this and i really enjoyed what she said she said eliminating the difference in vocabulary when it comes to talking about men and women and she gave a really good example where it's like if a woman does something, it's like planned. But if a man does something, it's strategic. And if a woman reacts to something, a woman can only overreact, but a man just reacts in the perfect way. So I think just that vocabulary that we have with men and women, where women just always exaggerate everything. Women are always just the drama queens. That's not the case. Move on with your life. Like, just stop. So, yeah. Maya, would you like to add something? Okay, about Taylor, like adding on, um, she had this point where she's had nine exes, she's written songs about them, and then people like Leonardo DiCaprio, I love him, but he's had so many exes and everybody praises him and they're like, oh, like, look at him go, but everyone preys on Taylor's downfall. And also, um, if a woman is successful in the business, like, I don't know, say she's a CEO, they're like, oh, she slept her way to the top. And that's just not okay. Like, she's successful for a reason. It doesn't have to mean she did something to get there. Yeah, I agree. So it's a matter of uh, removing stigma or assumptions or little jokes that seem hurtless that actually wind up becoming, I guess, school of thought. I don't know how to phrase it, but you know exactly what I mean. So I'm going to wrap this up in a second. I'm going to close it off by asking two questions. What are some qualities you have developed over the course of the past year? And what are some qualities you would like to develop? Terrible uh, closing question, but it was one of the questions I decided to use it. Um, the quality I developed is that I'm a really good meditator right now, or at least I think I am. I believe that I'm a very good meditator. Um, a quality that I would like to develop is Expanding my attention span. It's so bad right now. So that's possible. Michelle. A quality I've developed is like spending more time with 
those who care about me instead of really trying to like get on the good side of those who don't that's mm -hmm. something that's become important to me mm. um mm. <laughs> and a quality that i wish to develop is like just to again to stop caring what people think about me because yeah i'm me and too bad too bad maya um i don't know if i've gained anything i think maybe i've realized like to not let people walk over me and stuff mm -hmm. and i hope to like get better at that yeah thank you all right guys i'm gonna close this off here thank you for coming on i'm not gonna end it right now but i'm gonna end the recording I hope all the listeners enjoyed this phenomenal podcast. Any closing remarks, anyone? Bye. Bye. Have a great day. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening to the OK Zuma podcast by Ethan Castro.